I have been thinking a lot about community. Not the really awesome fucking cool TV show. And specifically, communities of women. This was the very first project that I started last year in the summertime when I created a moon circle for women. We have now expanded so that we are offering virtual community as well. Because this really has been a point that has been driven home in my personal life. And I think a lot of it really stems from the high demand patriarchal religious upbringing. And I'm sure it's very much similar in probably most modern religions. In Mormonism, we have something called priesthood authority, which basically just means God's power given to man. This authority is only accessible to men. Now, there's lots of arguments and discussions within the Mormon church as to why this is okay. This is not a podcast discussing all of the nuances of Mormonism. I only bring this up to help demonstrate my personal background and why this is so important to me. But like I said, this patriarchal system where this God-given authority is only accessible to men was always so confusing to me. And as I'm sure many women, And it was always something I, I, I had never really resolved it, right? It was, it was one of those things that was always in the back of my mind. And I think, like, since coming out of Mormonism and entering into spirituality or the occult, these spaces can tend to do the opposite. Where it is only women who are in positions of power and authority... My caveat being, there is still suppression happening. We all know that patriarchy doesn't just hurt women, it hurts men. And same thing, when you decide that you want to live in a space where anyone is unwelcomed, this suppression is not only damaging to the people who are being suppressed, it is damaging to everyone involved, even the suppressors. So as I've seen those two extremes, it has me thinking a lot about community and what that means to me and what that could maybe possibly look like. And it's hard not having all the answers, but it's also really cool having a lot of hope. So with this hope, I started building a community, a community specifically for female identifying souls because I do believe that there are very few spaces in this world where women feel safe. And it has become important to me to become a woman who feels safe and then to surround myself with other women who are safe. And there's plenty of room for human error, but the contrast of leaving such patriarchal situations and surrounding myself with feminine beings who are on very similar adventures to my own and who have similar goals for their lives as I do. That in and of itself has become healing. That exchange of energy within that sacred space 
has been so intoxicating that it is something I want to grow so that more and more people can feel it, benefit from it, and also have their own vision raised for what this world can be. Because although we may not have the individual power to change the systems of the world right now, we do have the power as individuals to choose to uplift one another now. In the space that you are in, wherever that is, and with the people you are around right now, whoever they are. And it is my honest to God belief that the more individuals who make that change, the higher the collective consciousness will be. And that that is the only way to changing systems and structures and this world. And you know, we are now entering into the age of Aquarius. And no, it is not at all like that silly, stupid song from the 70s. If you're unfamiliar with astrology, let me, let me share with you what this is. Pluto, which is the planet of intergenerational connection. So this planet can take anywhere from 20, I think it's like upwards of like 40 years to make its orbits because it actually has an elliptical orbit. And this is why it can change depending on where it is at in its orbit. But we call it generational because a whole generation of people will only see Pluto move a certain extent, okay? Because it takes that long for Pluto to move around in comparison to Earth. Now, Pluto, our generational planet, naturally resides in a very Scorpio-like energy. Meaning, Pluto is related to life and death cycles. We call this the rebirth cycle. So things being born, dying, and being born again. It is this concept that you have to do away with the old to make room for the new. We also relate Pluto to the god of the underworld. It's this idea that we're bringing these dark, shadowy things into the light. We're revealing them. So our generation is actually known as the revolutionaries. So if you were born between the years of 1983 all the way to 1995, your Pluto, when, when you were born, Pluto's orbit was in the sign of Scorpio. So you literally are just like the epitome of what this the revolutionary is. You came here to make this collective rebirth of our world happen to be ridding us of oppressive powers and systems. This is literally what this generation was made for. And then it's so fun because if you land more in the Zillennial or Gen Z era, your Pluto is probably in Sagittarius, which is, they're, all, they're also known as the truth revealers. So that's like 95 to 2008. So you have revolutionaries, you have truth revealers, and then... Once we hit 2008 to literally this year, 2024, 
the people born in that generation are the builders. Okay, their Pluto is in Capricorn. So you can see this system. You can see this system of generations building upon one another. And that over the last three generations, there is definitely a theme of death and rebirth, of tearing down the old and making way for the new. So that's just talking about Pluto. Now, our Pluto right now in 2024, it was January, I think it was like January 20th, 2024, Pluto officially moved into Aquarius. And this is where Pluto will reside for the next 20 years. So this theme, it's it's one of those things like you better get used to it because it's not going anywhere. And it's going to take up a big chunk of your life if you are alive right now, which I'm assuming you're alive because you're listening. Okay, so Aquarius, Aquarian energy is a lot of people like to call it, let your freak flag fly. Aquarius is very quirky, unique, accepting of your unusual authenticity, okay? So when this, what this looks like on an individual level, I think it's pretty easy. The words I just used, it's stepping into your authentic, genuine self and not giving a fuck who cares, right? It is just being you at the very core of I am who I am, accept it or don't. Now, when you look at Aquarian energy on a collective level, as in how does that affect mass groups of people, you would think that this very individualized uniqueness would clash with the collective, right? But Aquarian energy is so beautiful because it is the opposite. Aquarian energy tells us, if you tap into your unique authenticity, if you just let your freak flag fly, you are benefiting the world. The world will be a better place because you chose to be authentic. That is Aquarius. It is step into your individual unique power so that everyone around you, everyone who comes into contact with you will be blessed and made better for meeting you. Because that is the reality of human life, of souls, is it not? That we are unique, we are individualized, and when all of those unique perspectives come together, it forms such a beautiful whole as in W-H-O-L-E. A wholeness, a togetherness. We cover each other's blind spots. So Pluto moving into Aquarius is a big deal because the last time that this happened, the last time that Pluto was in Aquarius, our entire world was experiencing the age of revolution. This was in the 1700s when we had the American Revolution, then we had the French Revolution, and then there was also the Haitian Revolution. This was the last time Pluto was in Aquarius. So hopefully that gives you a mental picture of this energy. It is the people taking back 
their power. It is individuals uniting in cause and purpose to change and revolutionize systems. And the cool thing about Aquarian energy is that it is also related to technologies. Ancient or new, Aquarian energy rules the house of technologies. So, me personally, I have been trying to take this energy much more seriously for my personal life by showing up online. By showing up online more authentically, by trying to really enter into my own energy, be comfortable with that, and then share it in public spaces. That may not be the answer for everyone. It's just an example of how I am trying to apply the energy. This has been so revelatory to me because I had only just really begun entering into astrology when I first started my moon circle. So I didn't even know this. I I wasn't thinking in this way. But now as I'm progressing and trying to make this more accessible through technology, as well as in community, it just makes sense that these are the kinds of ideas that people are going to start having, that you are going to start having. Lean into those things that feel like they spark or ignite your heart. Lean into the things that feel like they are lighting you up. And especially if it is in any way going to express your uniqueness, your genuine self. Because just by doing that, just by accepting and fully embracing that authenticity in your personal life, you are going to do good in the world. Somebody is going to benefit from the way that you express yourself. And I can just imagine it as like a bunch of little lights lighting up on like a world map, right? Like the more lights that start to ignite, the more that torch, that that flame is passed on. The more that that beautiful phoenix rising from the ashes fire is going to light the world up. That is the death and rebirth that we're going to see on a large scale. So this is me inviting you to do it on your individual scale. That is how you participate. That is how you contribute. It starts in your own life first. You want to join the revolution? That is how to do it. Deconstruct the things that you need to deconstruct in your personal life so that when they happen on a massive scale, it's not going to feel scary to you. You're not going to want to deny the change. You're going to embrace it. You're going to love it. You're going to find freedom in it. Because change is scary. Change is hard. But change is freeing. Change is developmental. Change is what is needed to tap into that authenticity inside of you. If you would like help doing this, I am now offering my services. I have a website up and going. It is called The Torbit. I will post it in the show notes. 
and it, it's actually really cute how we called it the Torbit. So I felt like I had a million things running around my brain and I just wanted to share them. And my husband said to me, I love it when you let me in on your little orbit. He's like, it, it's just your little Torbit. So if you would like to come into the Torbit, see what's there, check it out. I have some offerings. I'm working on creating free resources. Join our virtual moon circle. That is something that is new and I would really love help from people joining and participating to really create that community aspect. There is no community if it's just me. And I know that the more people that are there to uplift and support one another, the more people who show up, the more beneficial that community becomes. I just want to get you to start thinking about this. Thinking about what your authenticity is. What does that mean to you? How does it feel inside of your body? In what way does it express itself? Start asking these questions so that these changes can begin. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here for my ramblings. Thank you for sending feedback. I love hearing from you. I love knowing what your perspective is. I love hearing your story. Please don't feel afraid to share it, not only with me, but out in the world. I will see you at the next episode.